Welcome to r slash Bridezillas, where a new bride tells a woman to get over her dead baby. So I came across this one post and decided to make an r slash Bridezillas video just so I could cover this one post. So this is a text exchange between a Bridezilla and OP who just had a miscarriage. Buckle up everyone, because this one is wild. So with my wedding, were you still coming? Because I was thinking maybe you shouldn't. Like, I don't mean to be harsh, but I thought you'd be over what happened by now. But you cried today just cause some lady had a baby. It's just a bit dramatic and lots of people don't know yet cause apparently you aren't ready to tell people. I think if you don't tell people, you shouldn't come. Like, I'm trying to be as nice about this as I can, but everyone will be asking why you aren't pregnant. And I don't want them distracted from making me feel special. What happened sucks, but I thought you'd had enough time to get over it so it wouldn't be a problem. Like, maybe you could announce it on Facebook so people know? Uh, okay, I need a minute to process what the fuck you just said to me. Don't take it the wrong way. You know I'm right, and you just need to move on. I want my wedding to be about me. I don't want it ruined by you. No offense. You would do the same. If you don't want to announce it, then just don't come. So, let me get this straight. You don't want me at your wedding because the fact that my baby effing died might ruin your day? Like, I just want to make sure I have this right. Because if that's what you're saying, that is just super effed up, dude. As in, don't worry about me being at the wedding because we won't be friends. So, I want to be sure I understand. I mean, that's not how I said it. Okay, so what did I get wrong? You're twisting my words. I just want to be the most important person on that day. And if people see you're not pregnant, they will ask. And then it will take attention off of me. I just thought you could announce it now, so by the wedding, no one will talk about it. I don't think it's such a hard thing to do. You know what? You enjoy your wedding without me. I hope our friendship is worth all the attention you so desperately need. You giant trash pile of a human. You're being silly, but okay. Like, what is so wrong with wanting to make sure my day is about me? If you think that we can't be friends because I want to be the most important person on the day and don't want people talking about you at all, then I guess we can't be friends. But you're being really selfish. It's been two months. How much time do you really need? It's not like you knew her. And I just don't want the focus to be on you, so I think that you announcing it is fair. That way, everyone focuses on you now and not later on my day. Yeah, we're done. Holy sh! I cannot believe you. You think I give an F about attention on me? She was my baby. How fucking dare you? Seriously glad I found out you were trash now, so I don't waste any more time speaking to you. Tell your fiancé I'll see him at the divorce party. Down in the comments, Payne1994 says, If I were the mother of the baby, I'd post this on Facebook and tag the future bride and groom. Oh, okay, so I looked down in the comments and that's actually what happens. OP posted this on Facebook. Okay, so I'm still trying to calm down from this interaction, but I need to shame the sh** out of this bride-to-be. 
First off, I don't really know how trigger warnings work, but if you're sensitive to stillbirth slash infant loss, don't read the messages or any more of this. So for context, this dumpster fire of a bride is getting married in early February, and I would have been heavily pregnant as I was due at the end of February, but my daughter was stillborn in October. It's been a sucky time, and both my partner and I are still just trying to get through each day. And up until now, everyone has been understanding and kind to us. Cue this piece of trash messaging me this absolute garbage. I still don't even have the words to express how angry and hurt I am by what she said. At least she made cutting her out an easy choice. This next post was posted on a Facebook bridal support group. Help, I need advice. My fiancé and I are having lots of issues right now. We can't stop fighting and I don't know what to do. I quit my job because wedding planning was taking up so much time. And my fiancé is refusing to get a second job. He doesn't understand that I don't have time to get ready for work, drive to work, be somewhere else all day, and drive home. I need to be home to plan this wedding. I'm trying to find a job from home, but it's difficult. I asked him to get a second job, and he won't. It really pisses me off because we're spending $80,000 on this wedding. And he keeps saying that we should spend less. Uh, hello? No. This is my wedding. I've been dreaming of it since I was little, and I refuse to have anything but my dream wedding. How can I convince him to work a second job to pay for this? What happened to happy wife, happy life? Down in the comments, Kitty9020 says it best. This isn't just a red flag. This is a strobe light with a few foghorns attached to it. Our next Reddit post is from Sinky Doodles. Right, so my best friend of many, many years got engaged and immediately asked me to be the bridesmaid. I was thrilled for about 0.2 seconds until she said, Ha! Now I get to make you dress girly. Her list of requirements included dress and heels. I had to grow my hair to at least bob length. I had to dye my hair. I had to get a tan, fake or sunbed. And I definitely had to use my body makeup to cover all my tattoos. Now, readers, this was a gut wrencher. Anyone who knows me knows I'm an absolute tomboy who feels deeply uncomfortable wearing dresses, etc. But hey, it's the bride's day, right? I offered to do all except grow my hair. Not good enough. Apparently, I would ruin her photos with my stupid short hair. Arguments started. Texts and group chats aplenty telling me I was being stubborn. And it's for one day and I should suck it up. It went back and forth for a while, but around that time, my dad was diagnosed with a terminal illness. We mutually agreed my dad was my priority and I stepped down from bridesmaid to guest. She asked me what my girlfriend would be wearing. I replied that we had tailor-made suits from a wedding last year and they would be perfect. She told me she didn't want everyone staring at the two lesbians in suits and that everyone would be talking about us and taking attention away from her. People, I was gobsmacked. My girlfriend refused to even go. I told the bride that unless she was telling all the guests what to wear, she could F right off. I went to the wedding. I didn't want to be the butthole who didn't show up to be honest. It went swimmingly, an absolutely grand affair with no expense spared. I left after the first dance to get home to my kid. I'd been there for eight hours at this point and was told the next day that at the end of the party, the bride was sobbing that I left early and ruined her day. 
She also texted me to tell me that the money I had gifted her was nowhere near the cost of hosting me, so we don't talk anymore. Update, I'm getting married. My fiancé proposed last week. We're both gonna wear suits, and Bridezilla ain't invited. Our next Reddit post is from This Isn't Happening. Much of the wedding was prepackaged with the reception hall it was held in. They covered invitations, catering, cake, tables and chairs, and decorations. The time came to choose centerpieces for the tables. The venue offered a variety of glass containers the bride could fill with whatever she wanted. Tall cylindrical vases, decorative platters, bowls, globes. Which shape she chose would depend upon what the bride chose to display in it. Did she want flowers? Candles? Pebbles? No, she had a better idea. You see, my ex-friend was an animal lover. On and off again vegetarian, vegan, PETA supporter, etc. She was especially fond of fish. With that in mind, how cute would it be to have a pair of goldfish in a globe as a centerpiece? Real live goldfish. A pair of them, to represent the couple, see? On each and every table. All 40 of them. I raised some objections. Multiple objections. What happens to the fish after the ceremony? Oh, the guests can take them home. They'd be like wedding favors. Keepsakes. But not everyone is going to want to take home a new pet from a wedding. People tend to like having a say in what pets they want to take care of. Well, not everyone has to take one. There's only a pair for every table. Not everyone could take one anyway. But still, you're expecting, what, 25% of your guests to want to adopt a pet that day? They're only goldfish. Plenty of people already have fish at home. Wouldn't the fish be pretty stressed out being in the middle of all that wedding chaos with nowhere to hide? But they have like three second memories. It wouldn't even matter. The ones in the tank at Walmart don't seem to mind people walking by them all the time. Yeah, speaking of the ones in the tank at Walmart, there's always a fair few of them floating at the top. What if you get floaters during the reception? I mean, it's not an appetizing sight for the people eating their dinners. Besides, it wouldn't make for the best representation of your relationship. There's a lot of not good symbolism there. Well, that can be your job during the reception. Just keep an eye out for the dead ones and replace them before anyone notices. They're called feeder fish for a reason. They don't live long. Everyone knows that. We'll buy them that morning. They only need to survive through the reception. I thought you loved animals. I do. That's why I'm using them. Lovely. My friend vowed to handle all the arrangements for the goldfish since I had so many objections. It would all work out. I'd see. It was gonna look great. She just needed me to be on floater duty for the reception since she would be so busy. Fine. Anyway, wedding happens. I didn't have a lot of time to spare during the reception to watch over all 40 centerpieces, but I did catch a few floaters. Luckily, the happy couple had spares in the back. They'd bought roughly a hundred that morning. Three cents apiece, what a bargain. Floating tea lights would have been so much more expensive, you know? Besides, everyone uses those. The goldfish are unique, memorable, just like the bride. End of reception, everyone's gone home and the wedding hall hosts are cleaning up. What does the bride want to do with these? Oh yes, the 80 goldfish left behind with all the spent streamers and confetti. The venue needs their globes back. Isn't it strange how not a single guest was willing to take home some goldfish? It couldn't have helped that the bride didn't think to provide containers for them. 
So will the bride and groom be adopting these 80 goldfish plus about 10 spare still in the back swimming around in the giant bag from the pet store? Alas, they can't. They're headed off on their honeymoon. Such a shame. Gotta go now. Bye. With that, they were gone. Now, I was literally the only person from the wedding left in the building. The host still needed their globes back. That night, I strolled into a big box pet store in my big, fluffy, red satin floor-length gown, heels clacking on the tiles, and purchased a huge rectangular tank, a filter, and some fish flakes. A few were dead by the time I got home, then more the next morning, more again in the afternoon, and the evening, and the next morning. By the third day, we were down to five, and we lost one a day after that until there was only one left. And that last one? Five years. I named it Sun. It lingered far longer than my friendship with the bride, and far, far longer than her marriage. Okay, okay, so when she said animal lover, what she really meant was she just pretends to be an animal lover so that other people will think that she's a good person. When in reality, she's actually a garbage human being. Our next Reddit post is from Slinger of Poison Cups. I was a bartender for about 14 years at a private club that was a popular wedding venue and worked probably about 800 to 1,000 weddings total. One stands out that I'll never forget. I was the head bartender and manager on duty for most of them, and I worked with the in-house events coordinator who handled all the logistics on our end prior to the event. Booking, catering, bar service, in-house decor, etc. She typically gave me a heads up about guest requirements on my event sheet and let me know if the client was being a headache beforehand. For this case, we were doing a third marriage for the bride in her mid-40s and a first marriage for the groom. The events coordinator gave me a heads up that the bride was a serious bridezilla. She'd been emailing or calling about minor details three to four times a day for three months solid, and I was told to expect the worst. The day comes, and the bride and her party is there to oversee set up a few hours before the wedding. Not out of the ordinary. And everything is running smoothly until the flowers arrive. Floral is not our domain. It's arranged privately. And she freaks out because it's not exactly what she ordered. They're gorgeous, by the way, and way over the top for what I'd expect for a 250-person wedding. I have to calm her down and use my standard lines. No one is here to celebrate flowers. They're here to celebrate you, etc. We get over that, and I'm expecting the worst for the night, and it's lovely. She's radiant the whole evening, everyone's happy, the event runs smoothly, and I'm stoked to not have to deal with the drama. At the end when they're packing up, I go up to them with my standard, how did everything go? Is there anything I can assist you with conversation with her while her hubby stands a few feet away talking to a friend? She turns to me with stars in her eyes and says, it was perfect. I want to do my next one here. <laughs> hubby does a neck snapping double take while I'm kind of speechless and manage to mumble out. I'm glad you enjoyed it. They leave, and I try to process what I just heard. Wait, it gets better. Often wedding parties show up the next day to pick up things they left behind, so they don't have to spend an hour packing up late at night. When they do, we let them come down to the bar club for a drink if they want. They show up and come down to the bar where I'm working. At this point, I figure her next one comment was just a slip of the tongue. She'd had some wine, though it wasn't what I'd call inebriated. But no, talking to her straight sober with hubby in tow... She told me again how it was everything she'd hoped for and she'd definitely come back next time. That's when I realized she didn't even want to get married. She just loved being a bride and having a special day all about her. 
This woman literally married three separate guys just because she's so conceited she wants to be the life of the party? What a monster! That was r slash bridezillas, and if you like this podcast, then please follow me because I put out new podcasts every single day, and if you're on an Apple device, then please leave a five-star review because it really helps my podcast grow.